Welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast, where Linda Schmolowitz and Jessica Suiki will share answers to all your questions related to your children's sleep and parenting of young children. We are both certified gentle sleep coaches. Thanks for tuning in to hear the answers to the many questions that come up with the families we work with. Hi, welcome to the Sleepy Cues Podcast. My name is Jessica Suiki of Luli Sleep Consulting. Today, we're going to be talking about fears and nightmares in our kids and how it relates to sleep. But first, I want to thank all of you, our loyal listeners, for being with me here today. Don't forget to leave a rating and review at the end of the podcast, and please send in all your questions and comments. We love to hear from you guys. You can always DM us at Sleepy Cues Podcast on IG. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear any questions you have. So today I'm going to be talking about fears and nightmares as it relates to our kids' sleep. We all know that nightmares are really scary. I remember being a child and having nightmares and running to my parents' door and knocking on it, and all I wanted was to get into bed with my parents. It seemed like that was the only thing that would make me feel better. I would try to stay in my bed and just get the nightmare vision out of my head, but it seemed like the only thing that would bring that comfort is going into my parents' bed. And look, the truth is that I still have nightmares. I'm sure you guys too. I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll be scared because I had a really vivid nightmare. So we all know that nightmares are true. They are really scary. They can wake us up and it's sometimes really hard to go back to sleep. And so we have to understand that our little ones also have nightmares. They also have vivid dreams that can get a little scary for them at night. Also for the younger ones, it's very hard for them to distinguish what is real and what is not. So for our toddlers, that imagination starts running wild around three years old. That imagination really peaks, and this is when they're trying to understand what is real and what's not. And it's really hard for them to decipher the difference. So a lot of these nightmares can become really scary because they don't understand that it's just a nightmare or that actually that can't really happen. So monsters are not real, but because they have these nightmares within monsters, they actually believe it to become real. So we want to be a little bit uh, more reassuring with our kids when they're going through this, but it is normal for our kids to have nightmares. So just a little bit of background about nightmares. They usually start around the age of three years old. So our babies of six months, nine months old, from what we understand and from what they've studied, they actually don't have nightmares at such a young age, from what we know, of course. Nightmares often happen at the second half of the night when the brain is very active, usually during REM or rapid eye movement. So once we're doing a little bit more of the lighter sleep, when they are actually dreaming, that's when you'll see those nightmares happen. So that knock on your door at two, three, four in the morning wanting to come into your bed is because the nightmare has happened uh, closer to the second half of the night when they are doing more of that light sleep. No one exactly knows what causes nightmares. Of course, dreams and nightmares seem to be a way of us processing thoughts and feelings that happen throughout the day or things that we spoke about or were concerned about can come up in our dreams and nightmares. Nightmares happen with 
children who are going through a lot of stress or dealing with a very big change. So events or situations that might feel a little bit uncomfortable for these kids, like a new a house or moving to a new city or the birth of a sibling or issues going on at home, sometimes that can cause a little bit of weird dreams or nightmares for these kids. Nightmares are usually a reaction to a big trauma that kids have had. So it can be big things like an, a tornado or an accident or a big injury, but it also can be caused by just little things like They watched a cartoon and a part of the cartoon was a little scary or they heard someone talk about something at the playground or someone said something at school. And I think that's why it's so hard to decipher these nightmares with these kids because especially as they get older and they're in preschool, we're not with them all day. So we don't know what they're seeing and hearing. And of course, we're not them. They are processing everything a lot differently than we are. And sometimes it's very hard to decipher what is the cause of that nightmare. I will say that if you hear your child having a reoccurring nightmare or a reoccurring theme of a nightmare, that's when you want to try to address it. How often should nightmares happen or what is considered not normal? So if your child has had consistent nightmares two to three times a week for a good three to six months consistently, it is suggested to perhaps get a psychological evaluation or see a specialist to get further details as to why these nightmares are happening. So we're going to be talking about how to handle these nightmares and fears because like I said, they are real. Some of these nightmares are vivid and they can sometimes cause real fears. And sometimes our kids are not having nightmares, but they're just having fears and they're scared of certain things and that can also affect their sleep. So let's talk a little bit about how to handle our kids' fears and how to handle our kids' nightmares. So first off, a nightmare. If your child wakes up because of a nightmare or during a nightmare in the middle of the night, a lot of them will come to your bed or some of them will call for you. The first thing to do is reassure your child that everything is okay and that they are safe. So sometimes a little bit of a hug or a kiss or a cuddle just to calm them down and make them feel safe and secure and help them transition from that state of fear and shock to calmness. A lot of them will ask to be with you until they fall asleep. And what I tell parents is try to go to their bed and try to address their fear in their room. And so if they want you to lay down with them, that's totally fine. I have done that with my own kids. I'll go to their bed. I'll tuck them in. I'll give them hugs and kisses. Sometimes I'll even like caress their head or their back just to give a little bit of that calming feeling, like help them catch their breath. And I would suggest at that point, trying to leave before they've actually fallen asleep into a deep sleep, maybe try to leave when they're a little bit calmer and they're about to fall asleep. Of course, if you have to stay every so often, it's not a problem. The only issue is that you don't want this to become a new norm. And so that every time they have a nightmare, you are now sleeping with them, which is again, okay, but sometimes that opens the door to excuses and now our child is saying that they're having a nightmare every single night and so now they need you there every single night. So go to their room, try to calm them down, reassure them, tell them they're safe, that they're okay, and try to get them to feel more relaxed. Now, a lot of times 
when they're feeling this scared, they need a little bit more of a reassurance that this nightmare isn't going to happen. And so while we don't want to have a full conversation with them at two in the morning, we want to tell them it's okay, you know, monsters don't exist, or the window can't break, or whatever it is that they're telling that their nightmare is about. Try to reassure them and tell them, yes, I understand you're scared, but that monster isn't real. And so have a short, quick conversation to explain to them that that nightmare is not real and then leave the bigger conversation about that nightmare for the following day. You don't want to have a conversation for an hour at two in the morning and during the day it's a little bit easier to have a conversation because they're more awake, they're more alert, they're not as scared and you can talk to them during the day. Another thing that's very helpful is pre-bedtime, trying to perhaps limit some TV or screen time. So I know that's very hard because we all go to those TVs and screens for, you know, sometimes a little bit of a babysitting or a break. I myself do it as well, so we're all guilty of that. But monitoring what they're watching as far as content, but also how long they're watching and when they are watching. So maybe sticking away from those YouTube videos, maybe putting on an educational TV show on the TV so you can see what they're watching. My kids loved Octonauts and Wildcrats. My daughter loves Number Blocks. So maybe an educational cartoon on the TV so you have a little bit more of control. And as far as timing is really important, you really don't want these kids watching TV 30 minutes to an hour before bed. So you don't want them having not only the screens, but these vivid images before going to sleep. Another pre-bedtime suggestion would be to not only have a regular routine, but something that helps them calm down, slow down, and feel safe and secure before they go to sleep. So of course, the bath and the reading the books, make sure that you're getting books that are not scary or not have even a scary picture of a monster or anything like that. But then even far beyond that, a couple of minutes before they go to sleep, I always like to talk to my kids about positive things from the day, their favorite part of the day, what they want to dream about. So having a conversation about their day or what they're looking forward to the next day really helps uh, with these kids because then when you tuck them in at that point, then you can leave and you have left them calm, feeling safe and with happy thoughts. Now with fears, If your child is scared of something and you hear them telling you on a nightly basis or on a daily basis, they are scared of the dark, they are scared of a shadow, it's very important to address these fears during the day and have the conversation during the day. So whether that's drawing an image about the fear or writing a book that changes the story of this nightmare or even sometimes looking up the information to show your child that that fear or that nightmare doesn't exist. So bringing in a little bit of education or fun to the fear and nightmare is also very helpful. So sometimes making it more fun. So why don't we make shadows together? Why don't we make silly shadows? And let's try to Think of new shadows that are actually friendly and fun, like the birds when we put our two thumbs together and we make them flap our hands, make a bird, make a rabbit, make a bunny, something to bring a happier tone to the shadow. And then maybe have a conversation about what are shadows. Shadows are basically from light and light is good actually. So maybe can we reduce 
that shadow in the middle of the night so that they don't look as scary? Should we move the light over or cover the light so that the shadow isn't there at night? So again, try to talk about the fear during the day or that nightmare. Try to discuss and have a conversation in a way that explains to the child that the nightmare isn't real or whatever the fear is, the shadow, the darkness uh, can actually be good and friendly. And then try to come up with a solution for that in the evening. Remove the shadows, make more light, make it darker, whatever it is to calm your child down. And then with the fears, you want to make sure that your child is not really using this as an excuse. I'm not saying that all kids are doing this, but we all know that these toddlers have a great imagination and sometimes they have learned that if they say something, they will get a certain reaction. So for instance, my leg hurts, so the parents of course feel worried, I have to go put in cream. I'm thirsty, I have to go give them water. Same thing with fears. Some of these kids will use that fear tactic to get their parent to do a little extra more. I'm really scared. I'm scared of the dark. I'm scared of laying in my bed. And so again, I don't like to dismiss the fear because I do believe that most of the time they're there. You just have to have a conversation with your child as far as like, is it really there? And I would not feed into it. I would reassure and calm them down, but not engage with it too much. So don't feed into the behavior rather than reassure with the emotion. So you've spoken about it, you've had the conversation, you've drawn pictures about it, you've explained to the child that there's no rational fear, you've had a calm routine, and this is where I think you should not linger too much, not feed into the fear too much. Because if we start saying, okay, I will stay with you because you're scared of the dark, that can sometimes read a different message. And so you're telling your child, okay, I will stay here because there is something to be scared about. And so it's a tricky line where you have to provide the support, but tell your child you are safe, you're okay. I've put an extra light, it is not dark. You are safe, so I don't need to stay here all night or stay here until you fall asleep. I can check on you to provide the support and reassurance, but I am not going to feed into the idea that it is scary and I have to stay here. So you have to be careful with the child who's using it as a tactic for you to stay as far as fears at bedtime and make sure that you can reassure your child in a way that you can come back and check on your child but not have to stay. And lastly about the fears, I would say that, of course, if there's a bigger fear or anxiety in your child, by all means, 100% seek out extra help with a therapist, with a behavioral therapist, with an emotional therapist, whatever it is that your child needs. Because while I do know that some kids use this as a tactic, I completely understand and know that there are some kids with real fears, real anxiety, and sometimes that can actually take over not just sleep, but their day-to-day life. And at that point, if it is taking over their day-to-day life, then you should seek extra help to help your child through this 100%. I think you first need to find out what the child is scared of or what they're having a nightmare about and then address it. Be creative in finding solutions to your child's fears and nightmares, whether that's, like I said, drawing about it, writing a a book about it, changing the ending to the nightmare when you write it out and maybe write a play about the different happy ending of the nightmare 
or sometimes it's having a flashlight or having a picture of the parents next to the child's bed or having a special stuffed animal or a special spray. You first have to find out if there is a consistent theme that your child is talking about and what that fear or nightmares about and then try to come up with creative solutions to make your child feel better and at the same time when this is coming up around sleep you definitely want to be able to to reassure your child whether that's staying in the room for a little bit or calming them down but you have to make sure where that line is drawn and how it doesn't become a new behavior a new sleep routine where you have now found yourself in a sleep regression I hope this podcast was helpful. If you have any other questions or concerns, don't forget to send us a DM at Sleepy Q's Podcast on IG. Again, that's Sleepy Q's Podcast on IG. We'd love to hear from you if you have any other further questions or concerns. Have sweet dreams.